Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen, there, cool. there are very few people that are funnier than I am. Um, well, no, that's not true. Everyone's funnier. <laughs> uh, why do I start off by celebrating myself? You know, I'm the funniest man on the planet. Did I mention how sexy I am Wait, and prolific? About- I have awards. That's it. That's enough of the intro. Thanks, everybody. Enough about me. But- welcome back to my show, Enough About Me. What do you think about me? Jesse May has 147 <laughs> podcasts. She's funny as shit. Uh, she's unbelievable. And, and, and I'm not overstating this. This is probably the best podcast I've ever done. And I was saying that I need more female energy in my life for sure, but definitely on this podcast. And she just proves for all you people out there that say, oh, yeah, women aren't as funny as men. They're funnier. And we're going to prove it in the next two hours, you fucking cunts. No, can't say cunts. Yeah, we can say cunts. And I'm going to fuck your dad, too. So you Uh-oh. might as well listen because Thanksgiving will be real awkward if you don't listen. This concept's with pivot. You understand just how we living. This for me is like rap religion. Open on because we got this Skype. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? Now, you have herbal medication with you. You brought it with you. I did bring it for us to share because I was like, you know, I bet he'll enjoy some. And I'm happy to find this chair is perfect placement for joints. You've got these little rivets here where I can. I wish I brought seven more to put them in here to satisfy my OCD. I love the fact that your feet don't quite touch the floor and you don't give a fuck. Yeah, and please don't look at my shins. I didn't shave. I won't. We already went through that. Yeah, indeed. This makes me feel like a little girl. I kind of like this vibe of swinging feet you don't really swing your feet much as an adult no i i've actually been swinging my feet a lot lately (laughs) because i and this is going to sound like a bit and it's not i just played a jewish tap dancer (laughs) see why 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 do why does everyone you say that and it's just it's very specific by the way every every and i'm not making this up every producer that i pitched my movie to to try to get money from did the same thing, laughed in my face. Well, they're assholes. I'm I'm a friend. You're I'm a friend f- who just laughed in my face. Yes, it's different. Okay. It's much different. Okay. It comes yeah. from a real place. I'm I, I'm not a racist. I have my best friend is black. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that the, right I just now? the equivalent of that. Yes. Okay. So I've been swinging my feet and learning to do something that is humiliating, and I think that's very um, important. Wait. Let it go. There I you didn't go. Want to interrupt. No, no, no. I love that. Did you actually learn to tap dance? Yeah, for six I years. I could see that being real good for you. I would love to see you tap dance. I bet you're good. You got some moves? Um, Yes. Um, It, like anything else, was frustrating and humiliating for the first few years. Wow. A few years you were yeah, training? Yeah, for six. Holy I had, shit. Otherwise, you can't just pretend to be a tap dancer. That's commitment. You're committed. Well, I'm just afraid of being mediocre because I'm viciously insecure. Well, you know, I think that's a very vulnerable statement to say you're afraid of being mediocre. I think that like 
at least shows a level of respect for what you do, you know, because I, I know who you are. We've never really had like a real in-depth conversation. We've passed each other at the clubs and I like your energy. I like your vibe. And thank you for having me, by the way. Thank you for showing up early, <laughs> by the way. I'm just trying to get some, I'm probably going to steal some things before I leave for sure. You're going to you, be missing some artwork and probably a couple hats. You know what? Whatever you take, you need it. <laughs> you know yeah so yeah so you uh take anything you want thank you i appreciate that yeah i'm gonna steal definitely a few things on the way out what, whatever you need Probably i'm gonna a chair that couch looked pretty nice i'm strong i could carry it pull it the fuck out i mean it's only <laughs> gonna inspire me to to make changes that i need to make but i'm gonna uh do a bunch of costume changes during this <laughs> podcast so I, I have, fucking hope so. There better yeah. be some like fluffy sleeves soon. I've got some. I've got some pirate shirts and some really great hats. What do you, you know? Because I'm follically challenged, and men who are follically challenged, we 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 find different ways to frame our face. You do it. Luckily, you're not just hat cute and beard cute because you're wearing mm. the look of a man who sometimes uses that to hide things. And I'm not saying this about you. I'm saying as a person who's been on the dating apps there's guys who are beard cute and guys who are hat cute mm, and the okay. hat cute guys sometimes they take that hat off and it's like you ever see that seinfeld episode with the women the woman with the different lighting you know i have to, a confession to make i was on seinfeld and never saw the show and That's it's classic is that classic yeah. or just pure stupidity I, I think it's classic i think that there's a lot of people i know that are in the industry don't watch what they do well, that was one of the greatest shows of all time. But in my defense, I was poor. I, you know, why is that funny? Well, poorness be is funny. Well, we can all agree that's a universal. Well, it is funny. It's funny. And also, the, it, people look at me and they immediately think white privilege. And the reality is I grew up below the poverty line and in a theater family where my both my parents run a theater. And I was on stage from the time I was a child. And we grew up in an old folks home where I thought everyone had a, a neck brace and a walker. I literally thought, oh, okay, everyone who's over 13 is their body is completely breaking down. Because imagine <laughs> you're, you live in an old folks home. You really grew up in a fucking old folks home? 1,000%. I probably should have looked at your Wikipedia before no, I got No, that's nowhere. No, what's in my Wikipedia wow. is he's a fucking douchebag. Stay the fuck away from him. Not he's a human being that has a mother and father. That's We can go down you that rabbit. You have a mother and father? Indeed. Mine are I thought Ted. he was born in the mailroom and he's a fucking <laughs> agent, douchebag, type A fuckface. That's so funny. My sister and I, we were just together in New York doing a little family trip. Um, by that, I mean her and I took edibles and brought the kids to go see Harry Potter on Broadway. <laughs> Highly recommended. Um, but through that weekend, her and I realized we grew up poor. And it was a revelation I literally just had weeks ago. It was nothing I ever considered as an adult. I'm almost 40 years old. I never even thought I was poor growing up. And my sister was like, yeah, we were poor. I was like, yeah, but dad had three jobs. She was like, yeah. <laughs> Because we were poor. <laughs> right. I was like, we, we were so rich. He worked all the time. That's amazing. But yeah, you don't, I mean, that's the same with me. You, you, you're technically uh, living in poverty, mm -hmm. but if you have a great family and you all love each other and you're supportive and, and I got to get on stage and, and do improv and have fun, I was like, this is the greatest ever. Yeah. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. So that's not poor. That's really rich. It's just... You weren't, you, you just didn't have a lot of money in the bank, but you had nothing to, I had nothing to compare it to. Right. I never thought that. Like 
we always had, I guess, what we needed, you know, the morals, the love, food, you know, even though See, a lot I wouldn't of it came think out of morals, kids. knowing you, for what yeah, I, know I know of you. I, well, we, 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 we were, they delivered them to us later. Oh, okay. It was like a box that said morals. We never opened it, but th they were there. See, this is what I wonder about you because you, you're so edgy and you talk about wearing chaps that have nothing in the front so that your power source can flap in the wind. Did I I'm, say that? You did. Is that verbatim? Well, I don't know if it was verbatim, but That's you. That's pretty funny. <laughs> You said something about not covering your situation yeah. down there. Yeah. I And I don't really know you, mm -hmm. but it feels like th that may, your background makes sense to me now that you have a good family that was very supportive because you're, you say these insane things, but I wonder if you're literally that insane or you say that because it's your, your creative shadow. I'm if, still trying to figure that out. Okay, this is no, deep. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is very meta. <laughs> I um, can we spark this? Yeah, and also, does it bother guys that you're funnier than them? Does it bother them, or does that turn them off? I, well, that's a that's a question for you because, you know, being in the industry, I'm gonna let you kick this off. Oh this wow! This is your house. Oh okay. It's a it's a delicious. By the way, we were just talking about Snoop. Have you ever smoked weed with Snoop? I haven't directly smoked weed with Snoop. I did a few, um, a season of Hip Hop Squares. Thank you. Please hold your applause. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm a, you have a celebrity in front of you. Oh, my God. I'm a huge celebrity. This That's jacket was $5, did I tell you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I did get to meet Snoop and be in all of his glory, and we hugged each other. He was like, hey, shorty. He just, you know, all the Snoopness. He was just so sweet. He was such a kind man. But I did smoke in my green room next to ice um ice cubes green room so we both had you know like a side by side hot box situation so i consider that smoking with s someone who was a pot smoker you know somebody in the industry who was popular by the way <clears throat> i feel like you're a professional and a rasta and i'm gonna be so stoned i'm gonna start cr crying like a grandmother within i would say eight minutes i hope so i really do hope you start crying that would be, oh you just burned your pinky are you okay <laughs> to answer your question i well i guess the answer to your question would be for you to give me what you think because i don't know if it's an intimidating thing for a woman to be in a position like i'm in where like you said i'm an edgier comic and I'm kind of bold. I don't really have men that come up to me after shows and are like, oh, so great. You're so great. Not that you guys all sound like that, but it's an interesting, I think, a different vibe for a woman to do what I do as opposed to a man because traditionally the roles of a woman is more demure. Obviously, we're breaking those stigmas now, thankfully, but then it's like, well, what does that look like for someone like myself? Who's going to be the man that can be man enough to be with me. And it's Brad Pitt personally. Yeah. So you have an obsession with him and, and oddly enough, John Stamos, who I wouldn't think would be your type because he is very pretty, but I, you, you would definitely, you're more charismatic and funny and funnier. And, but that would be okay with you to be mm -hmm. him just being pretty. Yeah. I could just be pretty and take care of the kid. Okay. I, you know, would that really be enough? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> where should i ash this and is that is that hand thing something we ash in or probably not right 
<laughs> look, look how look how unprepared I am for this. Well, I don't want to like ash on this chair. I don't want to ruin this chair. You know, because I am also a cigar smoker and have my own cigar line, J Piv Robusto, the little plug for myself. I know you're a cigar smoker. I've never had a cigar. I'd probably pass out from that. Um, you know, I went to Cuba. Um, and ever since I went to Cuba, I've been to Cuba like five times because I'm just obsessed with it. They're the most and I'm talented people on the planet. You know, they have the highest rate of literacy of anywhere on the planet. Yeah. It's Holy shit. This is oh, like a, cool, oh, there's this a, lot like of a shallow grave. Oh what my the God. Fuck? That's too much. Wow. This looks like the last um, thing. Kyle, why Frank did you bring Sinatra that? That's, oh my God. That's too much. <laughs> there's a lot. Okay. For comedic effect, you brought, um, Kyle, can you, this is disgusting. Can you bring I asked a real for an ashtray? You guys oh. brought me an open casket. Oh my god! <laughs> so for the record, Snoop smokes weed out of his nose. What? Yeah, and then he passes it to you, and it's Snoop. So of course you're not gonna not do it. You can't not do it. But it is Snoop's nose that it just inhaled, and then is passing it. So he's gone to a whole other. I you know he's. He's t attacking it from another angle. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But you know, that's the sort of thing where you want to be able to hang with him. You can't say no because you want to have that story like, did you smoke with Snoop? But right. I guess the closest thing I have to that is I hosted a cannabis cup a couple years ago in Flint, Michigan. Try the water. It's delicious. Mm. And still haven't solved that. Why should we? We should talk more about the slap and then yes. really just, you know, overlook flint michigan water that's I, I, killing it's people crazy what we focus on in this yeah. country and it's it, it's infuriating but Wu i'm sure the people i'm sure the people in the ukraine are like oh that's you know you need to focus so someone got slapped 44 million people yes. are being evacuated and killed every day and we're really four days into it talking about the will smith slap it's yeah. it's you know it's a sort of thing it's it really is a supply and demand thing like there's people like us that you know talk about it or whatever but it's that like paparazzi thing where who are we really going to blame? The guy taking the photo or the guy, man or woman, purchasing the photo? You know, it's like there's an audience for it. And yes, there is an audience because they created that audience. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that that, you know, that's a whole other discussion, the chicken or the egg thing. But, yeah. you know, if you force feed uh, a family of women who are throwing breast milk at each other and screaming at each other. I mean, the Kardashian situation. I was going to say, did you read my script? <laughs> oh, God, that was private information. No, I, it, not anymore. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're force feeding people what they are led to believe is interesting and important. And these people are celebrities. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it's their fault. Yeah, it's definitely know. not their fault. There's there's a I think the chicken and the egg are both delivering the news. It's it's that whole conversation of, you know, larger corporations running the media and like you said, we're being force fed things to keep a veil over our eyes to the Ukraine of it all. Mm -hmm. It's you have to dig deep to find reputable news sources. I asked my Twitter fans, I was like, where do you get your news? You know, a majority were like Joe Rogan, and that's mm -hmm. a, a great place because he does have an open <clears throat> platform. But 
more like the Associated Press of it all. Like, where is there a news mm -hmm. source that isn't controlled by a really rich white guy? No offense to them, but historically, it's not looking so good. No. Um, here, take this, by the way. Thank you. So your boy Joe, um, who has earned all of that authentically by creating a lane that he believed in before anyone believed in it, mm -hmm. and has an audience of about 11 million people a week, and everyone else was so intimidated by him, they actively tried to take him down. And at first, you know, it was it, it wasn't quite as obvious. And then right. it became like, wait, what guys, what is going on? So I think the veil is being lifted. I think so, you know? too. I think people are maybe, you know, getting a little bit more proactive, you know, because we do have to be proactive about our lives and how we choose to step out in the world. We can't just accept what's being fed to us. We have to fight against that. We have to sort of have some of our own, you know, by our own volition, go out and do things and try to get the right information and be a, a conscious person in this world. But it's interesting because there's so many different generations. My my mother's generation, there were publications that were were real authentic publications that were legitimate. So I remember I took her to dinner one night because I'm a mama's boy and I have a huge heart, the hugest heart in Hollywood. Anyway, um, said no that, one. That was on your wiki page. Yes, indeed. Yes. Not, not at all. <laughs> believe me. So my mom and I went to dinner and then afterwards there was some paparazzi outside and she was, you know, she's a theater director from Chicago and it was very confusing to her. Anyway, the next day in the paper, this was a story, and I'm not making it up word for word, that I had yelled at her so badly and caused such a scene that everyone, and what they did, what they do is they named the celebrities that were there. So that's what they got right. So-and-so left, so-and-so left, and that I'd been banned for life from Nobu because I was yelling at my mother. So I rang up this guy, Richie, who runs Nobu, and I said, buddy, um, he said, yeah, what's going on? What happened here? I said, you call your staff and you you investigate yourself. He went and called them and they're like, yeah, we love Jeremy. He's here all the time. His mom's great, blah, blah, blah. He calls page six and goes, guys, you know, this never happened. They said, we don't print retractions. My mother read- We my, don't so, print retractions. No, okay. so, so my mother- So you don't report? accurately it does it's the wow wow west so my mom my point is my mom's reference for newspapers i mean she's she's seen everything right so is that they have to check their sources you know that this is legitimate so she read about us and literally said to me what did i miss my mom thought you know, did she, did you, what, you know, because this has to be true. Right. I'm like, mom, you didn't miss anything. That's so and wild she, how, how it just changes. It just, and, and now we're accepting. Because no, no of, one is policing the media. So mm -hmm. they, you know, the variable is desperation and they're printing whatever they need to get those clicks. And so that's what's happening. And finally, the, I think people are getting wise to it and going, hold on a second, wait a minute. We're just, you guys are attacking this one lane here and you keep banging the same notes. And I don't know if we buy this anymore. So they're kind of, that's why they're gravitating towards the Rogans and whatnot of the world. Yeah, to get because their new they're the ones with the, you know, they don't have, he, he doesn't have a bunch of media conglomerates or one big media conglomerate running him. There's no agenda. There's He's no curious. Agenda. And his goal, his, his, you know, he went in there being like, the show's going to stay the same. 
on Spotify's platform and and he maintained that. Mm. People are threatened by the truth in whatever form the truth comes in, whatever that means to you. But when it comes to like things that go on in the world and the real horrors that we don't, we can't even begin to think about, that's threatening to a handful of people, billionaires and corporations, for us to know what's really going on, for us to know how they spend their extracurricular time. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to know. Like, how are these people spending their extracurricular time? Because I guarantee you, if we saw those receipts, motherfuckers, heads would roll. Right. Heads would roll. We're talking about some real dark, sad shit that they do on Sundays with their other fucking rich friends. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Pivot will be right back after we pay some bills. When you think of champagne, you automatically think of that classic tall flute to pour it in, right? But what you didn't know is the flute is not the best way to drink champagne. Now, most world-class sommeliers actually prefer the tulip glass. It's very close to the common white wine glass because it allows the bubbles to fully develop and release the aromas. It's mind-blowing, right? Well, I bet you never heard of Blida, which is basically an oversized shot glass used by the traditional winemakers of the Champagne region. Who knew? I didn't know. Well, just as you probably never considered a wine glass or Blida for Champagne, I bet you've also never heard of EPC Champagne. Now, EPC Champagne, this is the young French brand that is dusting off the aging image of Champagne and promoting ethics and sustainability over profits and quality over quantity. Finally, EPC is the fastest growing brand in Paris and is winning taste tests all over every competition across the globe. EPC not only offers innovative and contemporary drinking experience, it offers champagnes with complete transparency of production, something that is very rare with any champagne brand. EPC also understands the importance of health and responsible drinking, which is why all of their wines have low sugar content. It's lower than any of the other brands. And by the way, I just wanna add that the lower the sugar, the lower the hangover. They're not claiming that, but I know that personally because I do a great deal of drinking. And I, anyway, I digress. They even have an award-winning sugar-free Blanc de Blanc. That's amazing. And don't miss out on their brand new rosé from Province. A rose bottle is absolutely beautiful and makes the perfect gift for any event. EPC will be available in the U.S. for the first time ever this year. But for the U.S. pre-launch, EPC offers to discover its wines before anyone else. Just follow EPC Champagne on Instagram and you could win their full range of champagnes and their brand new rosé. Just follow EPC Champagne and you could be the proud owner of these prestigious wines before anyone else. How cool is that? You can't lose. All you guys have to do, follow EPC Champagne on Instagram to enter. Let's get after it. People are entrenched in their ideology and their fear is that when is the last time that you changed your mind about something? You seem like a person that's open to the truth, so you're not a good example. I mean, it was about walking into this place. I'm still not yeah. 100% sure, probably. Oh, oh you will be. <laughs> I love to change my mind. I love to challenge my mind. I love, like I, I'm somebody who is, gra- I've gravitated towards adversity. 
probably too much so in my past, especially in my personal life. And I've learned how to balance that in a more non-toxic fashion. But as far as like information and learning and absorbing someone else's story and what their opinions are, I love that. I, to me, that's the zest of life. That's where there's beauty. That's where there's truth. That's where there's experience. And we both know that this is such a fleeting moment that we have here. Why not do it with somebody who's got something to teach you? Well, unfortunately, I don't feel like people, not everyone gets that joke. Mm. It feels like people don't see the finite nature of this existence and they think we're going to be around here forever. So they're trying to appear to be on the right side. A lot yes. of people, they want to, you know, and that's a whole other, that could be a four-part podcast series <laughs> God, that we could do. Nuts. When people are like that, when they live like that, it's just like, what the, f you're wasting your fucking time. You're repeating things that you've heard on Twitter. You're saying hashtags like it's something mm. that's true. Like, can't you see how you're living and what you're thinking and how it's somebody else's it's just something you've been fed. And also to sit in judgment of other people continuously is always a, a bit scary to me. And that's why I, I gravitated towards you because it seems like you have nothing to hide. Really you have a very feel, dirty mouth. I do. I do have a very open mind and there's not a lot to hide. I think because the past few years have been so challenging and humbling to me that I learned the value in sitting in, whatever truth that is for me, the, you know, the trauma of it all. And it sort of just opened me up to release the fear of having to portray myself or walk around eggshells with other people. You know, I think, and I know you're no stranger to being humbled by life. It changes mm. you. Hopefully it changes you. Hopefully it, you know, makes you more accessible. Yeah. For me, not like your butt, but your heart. Uh, you, you, I'm, I'm confused by my Good. the accessibility of Good. my butt to you. I like to keep men confused. It's, it's my, uh, it's my okay. power move. Well, I've been told by various men that <laughs> I need to really understand that there is a G spot in my butt. There is. Yeah, this is your what butt I've been, or everyone's butt. Well, just my butt. <laughs> It's a magical. We gotta go down to West Hollywood, bro. Yeah, man. I we need take to take this baby for a walk. The, is this the moment I I come out? Yes. Wow. You guys I heard it. <laughs> I haven't even. By the way, life would be so much easier. I. You know what? I see oh that too. Oh my god. My friend. I could bang Kyle. It was just everybody. Both of them. Everybody wins. I could get laid on the subway. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just be cake. It would be amazing. Yeah. Um, this is a festival of things that will not be on the podcast. No, everything will be, everything will be out the there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've gone from Ukraine to butt sex. <laughs> oh my god, I I I've lost track of where we were because you, were you threw me about, off my, with my butt. Yeah, well, that you did that to us. I you, did. Yeah, you did okay. that to us. <laughs> Fair enough. You were talking about. Um, I seem like someone who's very open, right? Are we all stoned and no, oh. no, no one knew where we were going? No, I, I know being humbled by life. Yeah. And um, for me, what, when I was severely humbled and brought to my knees, the, the first thing I needed to do, and I knew this intrinsically, was I had always kind of, I'd always meditated, but I hadn't gone to the next level and gotten the consistency with mm -hmm. meditation, which... 
and and I it, it's not great to talk about meditation or make people then it's not a, it's not about that but I'm just revealing my little journey was that I realized just intrinsically that I needed to meditate every day that there was no negotiating it was mm -hmm. like you know every you know there are those moments where I just don't have the time and you, know, you hear people say all the time I just can't quiet my mind oh really you can't you're totally different than any of us oh, yeah no one else has that oh issue. you have a circus I don't <laughs> I just have tumbleweeds. Yeah, I just have a billowing creek. Yeah, that's it. And a Buddha just staring at me. That's what I have and in nose my mind. Nose with the bowl that, you know, we're just yeah. here. It's so funny. It, you know, I meditate every morning too. And for me, like when people say that, like, oh, I just can't quiet my mind. I don't, I allow the thoughts to do what they do. I allow the thoughts to just come through and, I don't try and quiet my mind as much as I try to understand where my thoughts are focused. It's almost like, did you ever read that book, An Untethered Soul? Yeah. So, it's you great. know, so, you know, viewing yeah. yourself, you're a witness to yourself. Yeah. And witnessing your thoughts makes it a lot easier to understand the pattern, your thought process, the pattern of that and, and where your energy is focused and once you understand that then you can understand okay i'm focused here i'm insecure why am i insecure there's such a thread a through line from your thoughts to the source of why you've produced those thoughts in the first place and, and the, your your first job is to not judge any of it you know mm -hmm. and just see them accept them and it's it's almost like the same as nerves before you get up on stage you yeah know, exactly it, it's just an energy and it's waking your ass up right it's not negative we put, you know, um, it's just going, hey, snap the fuck out of it. You got to, it's time. Yeah. And some people see, feel that and go, oh, shit. And then you become subservient to it. And then you lower your vibration and then you're not creating on your highest level. Um, yeah. Um, Very well put. Thank you. I am incredibly. You're uh, incredibly educated. And deep, really a deep human being. Did you just look at my shins? I did. Oh, it was a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your shins made my microphone wilt. It's really <laughs> it, there's only hair here to here, so you. I, I should have shaved. I feel bad. You know, I, you I were feel, special enough to shave, and I didn't. I dropped oh, the ball. It's okay. I. Th Sorry, I guys. No, no. I feel like, but also you're very fair. So like, I wouldn't. I think women. Th women focus on things that men don't I really know. see. It's it's kind of fascinating. It's you so may want to stop doing that. You guys, you don't. Can I, I just want to reprogram anything. you? Can I? I want to mansplain the fuck <laughs> out of this. I love you mansplain. Yeah. what we think you guys do wrong, but you were spot on. You're 100 percent right. We we are meticulous. I think the majority of women are very meticulous and we're very detail oriented. I think you were just looking at my fucking shins. Well, now you you told me don't look at them, and now all I can think about <laughs> is your shins. You were just really burning a hole in them. They are cute though, aren't they kind of cute? Absolutely, you, you do You do not have cankles. <laughs> I don't, I don't no. have cankles. I've tried so hard. But you know, there's nothing wrong with cankles by the way. No. I, you know, I think every culture is totally different. I'm mm -hmm. sure there are cultures where cankles are celebrated. Yeah. I don't, they're fucking stupid, that culture, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone, no judgment. We love your culture, but you're fucking dumb. Yeah, and I'm going to fucking judge you. What do you think about man? Where's the fire, Piven? Okay, here we go. What do you think about mansplaining? What is your take on, on quote unquote mansplaining? But let's, let's be honest for a second. Well, I, you know, 
I find it kind of funny. I think it leaves, you know, it's, it's a little fucking annoying, but it also is funny to have someone sort of tell you how to do something you know how to do. I'll sometimes just ask questions to get someone to mansplain to me. Just to have like a little fun little goof. Mm-hmm. Just a little goof together. Right. But then there's something like we were talking about before. Uh, something to the point of how humbled you become. That shit just stops bothering you so much. Mm. And I'm wor- like, I feel like I need to be bothered by more things. There are things in life that set a fire under my taint. Like mm. you wouldn't believe. Okay. But usually it's like me being hungry. If I'm not fed. Oh, yeah. There's... I've been that way my whole life. There's a fury. There's a fury coming through me. Yeah, but same way. I think because things have happened in my life that make me less reactive to things I know don't deserve my energy. The mansplaining thing doesn't bother me so much anymore. Why do you? Th- why do you think? Because I just have to say, I've. First of all, why does it bother people so much? And also, um. <sighs> Do you think it's a gender specific trait? Mm, that's interesting. Because it's like only men are condescending. Right. Um, well, women, we've it, got the nag. You know, we. We're, I think we're just called nags. I think that might be somewhat of an equivalent. I, I think like it, it's a problem. I think it comes to like the whole patriarchy thing. You know, now we're talking about women's rights and equality and we're walking down this path of us starting to break those sort of societal norms the Mm. traditional societal norms of you know the hierarchy between the man and the woman so i think a lot of the issues people have with mansplaining falls under that category so don't tell me what to do oh just because you're a man you think you know you, you think i don't know what you're saying Right. But if you peel that back, if you take away the genderization, is that a word? I don't know. Of it mm. all, mm. I, I, I think it really comes down to ego. And, and this, this is, you know, I have an ego as an individual. I've also experienced ter- terrible things as a woman. But it's sort of like, a, oh, you don't think I know that? I don't, I don't give a fuck what you think I know or don't know or if you feel you have to explain it. Mm. If you've got like a, like a good heart... You're putting shelves up in my place in a medium-sized <laughs> dick. You can go ahead and explain it. Mm. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, is that is that where avocados come from, Gary? Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, I gotta take the pit out from the inside. Okay, I don't. I don't fucking care. If Brad Pitt wants to mansplain democracy to me, yeah. But now you're getting into a whole other lane. <laughs> like then you're you know when you're that pretty, you can do anything you want so that's okay that i see was, what you're saying but that's that's I'm something just being totally specific, different because that's you know that's that's my man you're absolutely yeah indeed indeed <laughs> um you're saying it doesn't trigger you it doesn't trigger me personally i get how it can trigger other people and and also i think it might be an individually based situation like i know it's become this broad conversation but obviously it's happening on an individual basis enough that it's become a broad conversation. So mm. it's interesting like how many people are having the same experience. So it's indicative of something. Have you found yourself as a man doing that in your relationships or well, do you see your friends doing it? I remember that I, I ran into this woman and we had one date and it never progressed. And she said something to me because I want people to be honest with me. I don't care 
what it is. People just buy like girls you're dating. Anyone, anybody, yeah. anyone yeah, yeah, in this yeah. life. Like you know, 100% honest. Oh my God, you don't understand. And my father was the same way, so maybe I come about it honestly. But his problem was he would also be honest with everyone. <laughs> he had, by the way, he had no, he didn't no have the, none. I love him. Zero. Um, my father directed me while I was still living with them. He directed himself in Macbeth. My mom played Lady Macbeth at our theater. I played Malcolm and we would go and and perform for high schools and junior high schools and prep them. And I said, Dad, this is my school out there. You know, I was like 23 years old at the time. You know, this is not too long ago. My teachers are still out there. I was one of the only white kids in my school. See you, black wow. faces. And my father was talking about Macbeth's ambition. <laughs> and speaking of ambition, my son, <laughs> Always wanted to be a black football player. <laughs> Please tell me your dad said that. 1,000%. <laughs> and I'm looking at a sea of black faces going, Dad, you why? 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 And then I said, I said to him beforehand, I don't want to get up there and do our scene because we do we, Shakespeare in the middle of nowhere and it's out of context. So I got up there with this great actor named Harry Lennox, who now is on the blacklist and is brilliant. And we got up there together and started into our scene and the bell rang and they all got up and left. And I remember afterwards saying to my dad, you can't say everything that comes into your mind. And he <laughs> did. And that was the way he lived, mm -hmm. you know? And I said to my mom recently, she said, what did you learn from that experience? And I said, I just really, I know it sounds cliche, but I learned really to not take things personally. Yeah. And that was just such a great, it's, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to feel it. And it's yes. just so, it's so liberating. And um, she was, she literally said to me, is there another way to take it? She didn't mm. understand that there was another way to take things other than to take it personally. Wow. That's her generation. She's very evolved and incredible. And I don't, she's not a reactive person, yeah. but she takes things personally. And we're lucky that we have access to spirituality and all these different things. And we can learn about how to be healthy in this life. I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole. No, I'm, I'm right. I'm right here with you. I, I, okay. I, I mansplaining. Man, yes. Mansplaining. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. So, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I, I smoke cigars all the time and, and everyone, if they're in a picture or whatever, someone says, hey, man, where'd you get those? And, uh, you know, I tell them and, you know, what my favorite cigars are. And then I just thought, you know what? I, because I'm very particular about my cigars. What is the best way to find a cigar that is really right for me that I love that has everything that I want? I really I want to I want an easy draw. There's some cigars and I won't name any names. Cohiba um, that are rolled. They're the best in the world, but they're rolled really tightly and it's it's hard to pull off them. And so I want like a really easy draw. I want that rich layered flavor. Listen, I went to the, the good people at Illusione. Dion over there is the man. He's a master blender and um, he worked with me and he's patient and I'm a little bitch. I kept saying, listen, man, I want, you know what I mean? A little more of the coffee flavor. You know what I'm saying? Can we get some layers here An easier draw, whatever? And here we are, the J-Piv Robusto. I, I, I've got, I never thought it would happen. I'm living the dream. Listen, LuxuryCigarClub.com is where you can order them. Uh, Illusioni makes them. They make them for me. It was a collaboration. I'm going to smoke one right now. If you guys send your review of the J-Piv Robusto, I will send you a free stick. And we shall 
raise one up together. I, I, it's the least I can do. You guys send me a review and let me know what you guys think. I really want to know. And the great thing about the internet is they're brutal. So I'm going to get it, you know, hey, be careful what you wish for. I look forward to it. I, I believe in these. Jay Piverbusto. Thanks, you guys. You you, you Your dad sounds a lot like my dad. My dad was similar in the sense where he would say anything to anyone. My, my father, the way he communicated with people didn't provide me with a prejudice because my father communicated with everybody in a similar fashion and commuted, communicated with everybody directly. He loved making people laugh. He was just this affable man. And yeah. he talked to anyone, the mm, guy yeah. at the gas station, the bartender. He just was like a, he loved to connect with people. And, yeah. you know, he was the type of guy, I remember this one time we were at the bar. It's usually where he was hanging out. And we, we walked up to the bar and there's this really tall woman next to him. And my father was always really close with the comedians, the local comics in my hometown. And he was specifically best friends with a guy named Mike Goss, who was also best friends with a guy named Bobcat Goldthwait, which I'm sure you know Bobcat. Mm -hmm. So that was my dad's whole connection with the comedy world. But my dad, I think, always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And that's one of the reasons why he talked to everybody the way he did. And we were at this bar and we walk up and there's this tall, like, beautiful blonde next to him. And he, like, nudges me and he goes, hey, how you doing? Wow, you're so tall I could go up on you. Just a little bar joke, nothing, nothing genius, but you know, because of how he said it, she didn't mind. He'd probably be canceled today, but that's how my dad communicated to people. You know what's so fascinating is that I recently got up at this little club in New York, and I had I had a, a really fun set. And where can you say where? Oh, uh, uh, the stand. No, I love it. I love it. I love. Uh, no, this was a stand-up New York. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, the woman that was hosting that night, um, it was just very fascinating. Um, she did the same joke at my expense. She said, "She said, <laughs> you know, it's so amazing." She said, "You know, I I've watched Jeremy Piven growing up, and here he is." And he's a lot shorter in person. And instead of going down on me, he would probably have to go up on me. Perfect. She stole from my dad. I'm going she stole to your, rob her. She stole I'm your dad's suing joke. her ass. Right. But, but it's okay for a woman. And then she kept going and she goes, he, he is older, but he wears the beard, which is the new push-up bra for men because it hides, wow. it hides their face. And she kept throwing. I was like, wow. Why was this she is, going in on you? I, What'd you do? I, I had never met her. That was the first time I met her, and she watched my set. Now, listen, I can ask you as a comic, let's choice. get your real take. Because here I am, an actor mm -hmm. who has admired comics my entire life. Of course, you know, uh, grew up watching all the greats and being in inspired by all of them, mm -hmm. you know, Carlin and, and, and all of them, uh, and have been touring since about, 2017, which to civilians, they go, oh, wow, that's a long time. To a comic, you go, you're a baby. You're an infant. <laughs> yeah, you, you, just, you just jumped in. You just jumped in, <laughs> right. Um, and so my point is, I think some comics see me, because I, I, by the way, to talk about being triggered, I hear things like on my way to the stage where comics who I admire saying, and one of them is a friend of yours. <laughs> I'm, I, laughing. Uh, I'm laughing. You're what laughing because you know, well, they say things like, anyone thinks they can do comedy now give me a fucking break and the thing is 
Who I, did this? Give me names. I can't Who right said now. This? It's such a fucking playground. But you know them all. And but my my point is this. My point I'm is reapplying this. and listening. Yes, my point is this. I love it. I love it and I swear to you it doesn't hurt me because I've been this will sound so grandiose, but I've been the underdog my whole life mm-hmm. and it's just so it's it really does inspire you. It does. And if it's you allow fan- it to. Yeah, it's fantastic because I get it. It's impossible to do stand up, bro. You've been doing it your whole life and you're a killer and I admire you. And I have been on stage since I was 8 years old and I, I you know was doing sketch comedy and been rewriting all of my own stuff when they would ever they would let me and all roads have led to this. Mm-hmm. And in your eyes, I'm not qualified in any way shape or form, but in my eyes I respect it. I respect the space I occupy. I work on it all the time and i just want to get better and by you thinking that i can't do it it's only going to inspire me to, to work harder right that's the only way to look at this shit it is i mean that's a very evolved way to look at it mm. like not a lot of people you know the one thing i can say as far as like genders are considered in my mind is that there is a fragile male ego in the comedy world obviously women have egos too but there's a such a fragile male ego and to have yours in check like that especially when other people are talking shit within an earshot it's you know that takes a lifetime to figure out how to exercise that sort of understanding and humility about yourself no i think it goes back to what you said about being humbled um when you've been humbled and then you come back alone without anyone's help Mm. and you get up um it's very empowering and you realize oh you know they tried to take me down and and they emptied their clips and and um and none of it made any sense and here i am and i did it alone um it's very empowering so then you realize intrinsically that these things that happen to you can't That's the third time you've used that word intrinsically it's a good word i always say it wrong oh shit. still don't think i can say it wrong i didn't mean to i didn't even off. know i was I just, saying it the weed and i had a intrinsic intrinsically i use words like didactic i have an enormous i have an enormous meat bubble that's a good that's a good word didactic didactic what is didactic use that in a sentence let's see if i can let's see if i know can you mansplain didactic the fact that you're i mean you you're the antithesis of so many people that i've run into big words at me oh shit i've had had alien og in this joint and there's (laughs) intrinsic and didactic and i'm like god we're being abducted see the thing is because you're smart you can play dumb isn't that interesting it's funny you say that's fascinating it's funny you say that because i had this thought to myself driving here today about how some women and i've done it in my past we almost play dumber to be accepted we almost downgrade our intelligence because we don't want to offend the man to, you know, make him think that we think, how dare we think we could be intelligent at all. It's a little bit of a traditional mindset, but I have had that in the past where I'm like, I probably should just like play dumb and pretend not coming here today, but just a random thought that popped in my head. Like I used to do that. I used to play dumb because I thought that was the way to be accepted. And now I say words like didactic and intrinsically, and I'm cool with it. And I, I will say there was one time to back to the conversation about, um, you know, sort of mansplaining and things like that. Like someone said, I, I said posthumous, you know, I was talking about somebody and I was like, well, yeah, they made money posthumously. And the host was like, actually it's post hummus. And I said, okay, <laughs> okay I'll take some crudite. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, they, I didn't care. I was like, oh, it's post Thomas. Okay. 
That's it's post hummus. Now they they couldn't have been serious. They were serious. It was on a, a morning show to do you know. For some reason in stand-up, they're like, you got to get up at 5 a.m. and do a radio, ho- a radio show where six people are going to listen to it. You know, we do the promo, like when you're on the road and you do the early press. It was on one of those where someone corrected I like me. how you looked at me and you didn't, I, I love that moment where you didn't quite know if I still ha- have to do early press. And I don't the, think you do. And the answer is yes, I do. In fact, really? no, no, w- what I have done the past five years, your head would explode. And and believe me, I say that, and I'm not being delusional. Like what? Like I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you one of the things that I do. Can you stop and, pointing at my shins? I didn't know your shins were at your forehead. <laughs> I haven't looked below your belt since the moment you walked in. Okay, I've been media trained by Bill Belichick. Listen to me. Listen to me right now. I'm gonna mansplain the fucking shit out Did of I this. Did I shave my pits? I don't know. Can you check? Am I good? We get your I'm glasses. so old, I can't even see your pits. <laughs> Are they good? No, you're all good. Cool. You're fantastic. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not making this up, when, when I'm doing a show on the road, I hand out flyers. Wow. I hand out flyers. Where, in the town? At, on the street, in malls, and it works. I, I mean, I, my, my bookers are like, what? Is That's wrong genius. with you? What is wrong with you? We go to the fucking mall and you hand out flyers. Yes. Do now? Do you make and them here's come what back so you know? How, well, do here, you, how do you how do you know your ROI on that? Well, he, here's mm, I don't, but I know that this is what happens with me. The club announces that I'm coming to town. I sell eleven tickets, and then <laughs> and then I no no. I'm t- I'm just being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. And then I question everything that I am and what happened to me. And then I go over to my Emmys and I start polishing my Emmys. So and then I, and I, you stop. No, no. And then I, I they're used, so dusty. I just saw them. You yeah, they're dusty them. as shit. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you who doesn't have Emmys who? is your boy, John Stamos. Wow. He's that's got a, a deep cut. He's got a full head of hair, but I have a shelf full of Emmys. Wow. I digress. <laughs> Listen to me. What color do you dye it? My Emmys? No, you're, you digress. It was a joke on a word. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So. Here's what happens when I hand out flyers. I, I hand out the flyers and immediately they're not looking and they go, no, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm. Well, why? I'm sorry. Why are you? Why are you here? Why am I here? Oh, I'm doing comedy. Oh, that's you. You're here. I'm here. I'm right in front of you right now. Oh, you're going to be. at? Yeah, I'm going to be. At, so there's a connection and we have fun. We take a picture and I get them to come to the club. My point is no one knows I do stand up. So right. the club presses send and they go to the email blast and they go, oh, okay, is he doing Q and A? Is he going to be here? What is that? I don't know, understand. No one comes. And then I do the morning drive and TV and I hand out flyers and malls and, and things go well. That's interesting. Yeah. That's another, to me, that's such a, um, back to the conversation of ego and our ideology of having our egos in check. And even uh, people who say you should have your ego in check would look at that and be like, well, why would you do that? How could you do that? I think to be honest with you, I might be more fragile because I do it because the idea of not selling out is worse than handing out flyers in a mall. Well, you're just driven, Piven. Mm. 
That could have been another title for the fucking pod. Oh, Jesus. Well, why don't I have 116 podcasts like you? You go to the bathroom and come back out with another podcast. How about shitting with Jess? Yeah, that's, that's a great. Tuesdays. That's a good That's idea. a Tuesday podcast. podcast. Spotting hey with Jess. Up? I'm just taking a shit. Anyways, <laughs> it would that show. Can I take my shoes off? Oh my god. That yes. show would last like four minutes. Actually, I take that back. I poop very fast. Is that gross? You do what very fast? I poop very fast. Oh. Yeah, I poop like a rabbit. I've never. Okay. Like first that's thing in the morning. Know. Wrap it up. Wrap up. God. <laughs> oh, my shoe. My feet stink. He's like, can we wrap it up, please? Um. No, I do. I poop very, very fast. Do you? Are you? An, uh, Not that you asked me. No, about I didn't. That, but I didn't. Um, this is super cozy. I, I would have to say that is probably due to the fact that you probably do intermittent fasting. I do 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 that. Right, and that's why you do the do do. Oh, um, that makes sense. But do you ever have people just come up to you and go, "What's your, uh, what's your window, bro?" I'm sorry. Oh, what's your window? Your shit window. Yeah. <laughs> um Have we moved on from poop no okay. no 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 i just meant like um and i'm confused what, what do you mean by that and you're usually at air one and you know he's he's just you know he's got long silky hair and he's ripped like every dude <laughs> every dude that this oh, is the guy so the, soft that's the one thing i will say about the men in this town mm. <clears throat> what the fuck bro what's your window <laughs> what do you what do you mean how long do you go fasting i go oh, oh I, uh, you're, you're fasting. yeah how long window. can you fast for bro oh god what's your and the, window what's your window no wonder people are like oh people in la what, what is you? your window though <laughs> um well you know when i was 14 i skipped breakfast but other than that i'm just a fat fuck that's no you were poor no that's indeed indeed that's you were poor you just didn't have breakfast you better, you, you better, you, part two you guys i mean my god it's all come to fruition i use big words don't worry about it like i'll put my toes on your knee oh my god it's all happening now <laughs> it really is part, part two, two of jesse may stay tuned because by the end of it she's going to be pounded by a centaur <laughs> god speed how you live in jay piven is a cast original podcast in association with common enemy producer is kyle tequila theme song by common to leave a message for jeremy Go to speakpipe.com slash jpiven. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in Piven every Wednesday on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.